This is Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, which is part of the Replicate Podcast Network. It is a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. Here is your host, Chris Swain. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about something that happens once in a lifetime. If you're as old as I am, you may remember a song from the 80s called Once in a Lifetime. Most people are not that old, so they probably have no clue what I'm talking about, which brings us to today's podcast. What in the world are we talking about? (laughs) Something that happens once in a lifetime. What are some things that happen once in a lifetime? Yeah. What about for you? Anything? Well, I'm hopeful that my marriage is something that happens once in a lifetime. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There's, I mean, there's some first. You You hope your kids move out once. In a lifetime, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. May want, we might want them to come back. Yeah, I was going to say, at this out, point, you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have them home. Um, but I'm sure there will come that time when I want them to spread their wings and fly and flourish. Yeah. Parents are praying for <laughs> their kids to move out three times in a lifetime. <laughs> Some parents are just thinking, I want to move out of my own house. Uh, I think one of the things that's interesting about the idea of once in a lifetime is when we think about it, we typically think about some type of amazing thing like winning the lottery Ooh. or getting some type of job that you've been dreaming about forever yeah, or experiencing something, you know, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. Oh, yeah. You know, it's all these, these types of things. They're like, that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You know, there's a guy in our church who, uh, who uh, I, I know and met with him a couple times. He actually climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, Kilimanjaro and told me the story over lunch. Oh, wow. I was hanging on every word. Did he make it to the top? He, he got to the top, and you get so delirious. You only have like a yeah. certain amount of time to get there and back. <laughs> and he made it to the top, and when he came down, he wanted to rest like everybody does. Yeah. And you pay the Sherpas to go yeah. with you. And he tells the Sherpa, he says, I'm going to take a quick nap right here and wake me up in like 10, 15 minutes, and I'll come down. Well, the Sherpa, know, Sherpa knows if you go to sleep, you're not waking you're up. dead. You will not. <laughs> wake up you're dead because you'll die of oxygen right. deficiency yeah so the shirt he said the sherpa is like slapping him and beating him like you got to go you know like, so finally he said the sherpa saved his life got him yeah. up and, and oh man you just have to walk one foot in front of the other i'm ready for one of these sherpas to write a book you know how many stories they probably have like oh, that. oh my gosh that's a great opportunity. I'm going to try to find a Sherpa. Sherpa experiences. Huh? <laughs> Surely a Sherpa has written a book somewhere. I just like saying that. Sherpa is a fun word. There's okay. got to, yeah, we need to move on. We from probably Sherpa. need to move on, yeah. Once in a lifetime. Okay. So what are we, we're talking about, you know, in this season, we're focusing in on the Gospels, okay. and we've communicated a lot of different things uh, as we've looked at how the Gospels are laid out. Um, and we've, we, you know, as we said at the beginning, we're not necessarily going on a deep dive through each gospel. We're talking about the connections. We're talking about some of the, you know, the, uh, for lack of a better term, the meta narrative. Yeah. Um, and today, we're leaning into once in a lifetime. Yeah. And the area of the priesthood we're talking the about. The priesthood. Okay. So a little background on Luke. We'll be in Luke today. Uh, the reason we are in Luke and Matthew most of the time is because they make the most connections or keshers from old to new. Mm. So that's why we're hanging out in Luke. Remember, Luke is focused on showing a consistent theme through the gospel. Okay. The consistent theme that Luke's trying to show is obedience. And Mm. he shows it not through sayings or truth or words like Matthew does. He shows it, remember, through encounters and stories 
and the narratives of people speaking. Okay, so that's how Luke proves it. Now, yeah. he begins his his gospel the same way. Okay, mm-hmm. this is how he's going to begin do everything, and so it kind of sets the tone. So we pick up in Luke chapter one, Chris. If you have a Bible, uh, I I am actually so ready today that okay. I have attempted to memorize the entire book of Luke. What that usually translates to is I was not ready and I needed to, to yeah, bide my time. You have time. nothing. You have nothing. <laughs> okay. Luke chapter 1, verse 5. Luke chapter 1, verse 5. I'm ready to go there. Okay. Let's read that. And I want to just stop you along the way okay. and just give you the background. And I'm telling you, this is going to be worth the mm. listen because it's going to bring this passage to life. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest of Abijah's division named Zechariah. His wife was from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Mm. Thankfully, there's a lot of weird names. I'm glad yeah. Elizabeth, but moving okay. on to verse 6. Both were righteous in God's sight, living without blame, according to the commands and requirements of the Lord. Okay, let's stop there. So uh, we see a couple of things up to this point. Uh, Abijah's division, okay, um, he was part of that division. According to First Chronicles chapter 24, it shows us that there are 24 divisions of the priesthood, okay? Hmm. 24 divisions of the priesthood, and the priesthood actually was assigned duties to work in the temple. Now, they had to work, you ready for this? How many weeks a year? They were required, the priests were required to work how many weeks a year? Every week of the year. No. Four weeks a year. Well, no, the pri- yes, the priesthood was supposed to work every week. Okay, I was If you say, were an individual priest, an individual how many priest. times did you have to make the trip to Jerusalem to work in the temple? Hmm. I have no idea. Two times. Two times a year. Okay. Okay. So the priesthood uh, was divided up 24 sections. So if you're a division and you were a part of that subsection, you were required to go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, how is it set up? Um, all Levites are, or, or all priests are Levites, but not all Levites are priests. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, why do I say that? Because we see examples in Numbers chapter 3, verse 6, Ezra chapter 3, verse 8. So you could be a Levite and not serve as a priest. But in order to be a priest, you had to be a Levite. Hmm. Okay. Now, if you remember, the Levites didn't own any land. Yeah. But their inheritance was God in the temple, they would say. So they had this privilege of going to work for God. So they had certain duties that they had to do. And we're going to see Zechariah gets chosen to do something that only happens once in a lifetime. One more insight, verse 6. We see that Elizabeth and Zechariah lived without blame, or they were blameless. And we Mm. said this a couple weeks ago. Do you remember that? Yes. What does that mean? Living without blame doesn't mean being sinless. That's the main thing I remember. Correct, yes. It means they know that when they sin, they're going to make the proper steps or fill mm-hmm. the proper requirements, fulfill mm-hmm. the proper requirements in order to be right with God. Mm-hmm. So they're going to repent, they're going to turn, they're going to offer sacrifice, they're going to make pilgrimage to the temple, so they yeah. know how to do those certain things, okay? Yes. Let's keep reading, verse 7. Verse 7, but they had no children. Because Elizabeth could not conceive, and both of them were well along in years. Okay. No children is another sign you have to remember in the community of, of the judgment of God. Hmm. That was considered uh, God's judgment upon you. Okay? okay. So they were not looked upon highly Yeah. as others. Now, this is calling back to a couple people, Hannah, Sarah. You remember right. all these callbacks in the Old Testament. Yes. Okay. When his division was on duty... You want me to keep reading? No, but, that, but that's good. When his okay. division was on duty, 
and he was serving as a priest before God. It happened that he was chosen by lots, according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. Oh, this is where we're going to camp out. Okay. Are you saying there was gambling in the priesthood? Yes, gambling. <laughs> no, no, they were draw, they were drawing lots. Oh, okay. okay, just making sure. Mm. I imagine them rolling dice against a wall in a back alley to figure out. Yeah. Uh, that, that doesn't make any sense. That's called craps. No, they didn't play craps. Okay. Here's how it worked. There was a certain person called a Mishmarot. The Mishmarot was the leader, or the Mishmar was the leader, mm-hmm. who actually would call and divide the people into lots. Now, don't think lots is rolling dice, although there is some people who say they could have rolled dice. Cast lots? Is that a... Yeah, okay. It's not necessarily dice like that. Yeah. Okay, here's how it worked. There were a couple ways the Mishmar... Who is another word? It's another word for watch or duty. It was his mm-hmm. duty and watch to do this. Okay. He assigned number one numbers to certain people. Mm-hmm. So he'd say, Colton, you're number one, Chris, number two, Jonathan, number three, you know, Robbie, number four. Yeah. And then he would call randomly a number. That's one way to call lots. Okay. Number two is he would call, he would tap heads. Okay. So he would go through randomly and tap heads. A third way, which some people think this happened in Acts chapter one, mm. when they were trying to replace Judas with uh, Matthias. Remember this? Mm-hmm. They said they drew lots. Some people believe that they took a bunch of sticks, yeah. all the same length, one was short. And they held the sticks together, and obviously yeah. you don't know the length because one's hidden. And yeah. so they pulled the sticks, they drew lots, and that's how they dis- the, assigned it. So Some, that's, he, he got the short straw and thus got to make history. Yes. That doesn't make any the sense. The short straw. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And here's the final way. They actually took little stones or rocks or pebbles mm-hmm. and put certain symbols on, mm-hmm. and then people pick. Now, like but, a dice. Yeah. The point is, you're probably saying, man, that sounds like gambling. That's what I was trying to say. Okay. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, man casts his lots, but the Lord directs his steps. Mm-hmm. A man will cast his yep. lot, but the Lord directs his steps. Me- meaning... Everything we do is everything we do is directed by the Lord. Yeah. Everything. There's no chance. You know, we right. always say, man, you're lucky. Sure. Well, in the providence of God, there is no luck. And as right. we'll see on this day when we come back, Zechariah has waited his whole life to do what he's about to engage in. As you lead your disciple-making movement, the Replicate Network provides ongoing practical training and a community of like-minded church leaders to help you and your church thrive. Each month, you'll get frameworks, a Q&A time with Robbie Gallaty, and access to our online forums and groups. We will provide you with prayer and personal support, practical resources, discounts, and benefits as you seek to make disciples who make disciple-makers. Check out the Replicate Network today at replicatenetwork.com. And we're back talking about a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, once-in-a-lifetime moment for Zachariah. We were talking about casting lots, uh, drawing lots. Uh, We were talking about how that takes place. We got into gambling somehow. We need to bring it back to what in the world are we talking about (laughs) Yes, okay. Well, the gambling is casting a lot. It's not really gambling. Right. Because they're not trying to make a profit on money. See, gambling would be you make a profit at the expense of others, but uh, which I used to do years ago and not proud of. But It's another uh, podcast for another day. Another another day. Okay. (laughs) So on average, another pop quiz, how many priests worked in the temple daily? How many priests were required to do all the daily duties in the temple? I'm going to take a wild guess and say 50. Nailed it. 
Nailed it. Wow. 50 priests a day. Nailed it. Okay. Here's what they did. Duties of the priest. You ready for this? Some were better than others. Some were menial. Some were not. The priests or the tasks? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the task and some of the priests probably too. But, okay, the task, okay? Uh, the shoveling of salt for, the, for mm. the preservation of the meat. Look at these job titles. Salt shoveler. Salt shoveler, yeah. That's not one you want, okay? In, in, a, in a salt uh, stall. Hey, I'll be honest. Some days I want to shovel salt. Okay. If well, I could just do a mindless salt shoveling yeah, task, it would be nice. True. If you do it for the Lord. That's you know? right. Okay. Trimming the wicks of the menorah. Wick trimmer. Wick trimmer. <laughs> That's one step up from salt shovel. Yeah, salt shover to wick trimmer. <laughs> Got to be careful with these things. <laughs> okay. Uh, the third one is refilling the lamps of oil. Now you're stepping up. Yeah. So you put the oil. Now, this is that. You got to say this isn't just any oil. Mm -hmm. This was oil that has been anointed for a week by the mm. priest and sat and anointed, which is why the um, um, Hanukkah is so important. If you yeah. remember, God provided a week long, weeks long uh, amount of oil, mm. and they only had a day, and God made it stretch. Yes. So that's why okay. Inspecting the temple. With torches at night, so just kind of inspecting the temple, keeping yeah. guard. Temple inspection, that sounds like a job that could take place today even. That's true. Okay. Killing sacrifices. Taking sacrifices to the altar. Now we're starting to step it up. Right. Sweeping the incense in uh, the uh, holy place. Now that sounds like a scary one. Like I feel now like we're getting up there. That's one step away from death. You mess up on that job. Yes. Cl <laughs> cleaning the blood out of the uh, off the altar. Yeah. Okay, so you got other ones. Okay. But one of the best tasks of all, and this was the one everyone looked forward to doing, were tasks inside the holy place. Because remember, they have the, the way this works, if you're walking toward the Holy of Holies, which is the inner place where the Ark of the Covenant was, where mm -hmm. the presence of God resided, and the priest, the high priest, could only go in one time a year. So mm -hmm. follow me, we're going to walk toward it. The first place you go to is the bronze laver, laver. Mm hmm. Bronze labor is just a sink. And one of the things we talked, we may have talked about this before. God designed his tabernacle or temple, this is so cool, mm -hmm. like a home mm -hmm. to show us that his big home is a picture of our small homes. Yeah. And we should model our home after his home. Now think about how God sets it up. Number one, he has a sink to wash your hands. Then the second thing you walk to is an altar. Mm -hmm. God has, an, in a sense, a big barbecue pit where he's going to barbecue sacrifices. Mm -hmm. Then you walk into the holy place, okay? There are three things in the holy place. There is to your left the, the table of showbread or the table of bread. Mm -hmm. So you have a table of food. To the right, you have a menorah, which is light for the house. And then in front of you, you have the incense table mm. where you would burn the incense, which that is basically a picture of fragrance and obviously smell, but it's more mm. than that. It's a picture of prayers going up to God. Mm. That's what incense is. Then you go into the bedroom, you know, the private room, yeah. which is the Holy of Holies, mm -hmm. and that's where the Ark of the Covenant is and God resides. So God right. developed this thing like that. Okay, one of the greatest jobs you could ever ask for is lighting and burning the incense of the Holy of Holies. And what we're about to see is Zechariah is about to do this. Now, why is that job so unbelievable? You have to understand, you are standing within, within um, one step of the presence of the Shekinah glory mm. of God. The only thing that divides you 
between the Shekinah presence of God is a curtain. Hmm. Okay? So you have to assume when Zechariah is taking the, the, the wick or, or the stick to light the incense, mm-hmm. his hand, this is what I picture, his hand is shaking the whole time. Yeah. Because he knows if he trips, <laughs> boom. He's done. Then he's the, done. Then one of these other guys got to come drag him out. Yeah. Well, yes. Uh, if he falls, if he messes up, if he doesn't light, I mean, you talk about, you talk about, you ever, you ever been in the presence of somebody important before and they're watching you do something and you just have like all these eyes on you and you're like nervous. You don't want to mess it up. Yes. Okay. That, <laughs> okay. Let's give you a perfect example. Uh, last, I'll give you a perfect example. When I was in Texas played in the little league basketball championship game, I was 11 or 12 years old. Okay. I wasn't very good, but I was tall. Okay. And they would just throw the ball to me. Yeah. And I'd make maybe 30% of the shots. Wasn't very good. But I was tall and nobody could get yeah. the ball. We're in Texas. As the Lord would have it, we get to the semifinals. If we win this game, we go to the finals. There are five seconds left in the game. Okay. I, I relived this play my whole life. I've relived this one, as you can tell. Still not bitter about it. But they throw the ball in. The coach is going to run the play and throw the ball to me in the paint. Mm. They run the play perfectly. They throw the ball to me in the paint. I'm inside the free throw line. The place is packed with teams from all over the country. I mean, this is like the national deal. They throw the ball to me. Picture perfect. Slow I, motion. At slow this motion. Point. I turn around, and instead of jumping up, I had this problem where I would fade away like Jordan. You know, I'm going to do a fade away like Jordan instead of just jumping straight up. <laughs> And when I faded away like Jordan, the ball went up, no clock, no seconds on the clock. And it because I faded away, hit short in the front of the rim. <laughs> All eyes on me, you know, pressure city. Okay, imagine that exponentially greater. Oh, not only do I have fans watch, you have the Lord watching. You're hoping Zechariah does not fade away yes. in his wick lighting. Yes, or fade into the presence of God. Into okay, yes. verse 9, here it goes. Here we go. All that to say this. Verse 9, it happened that he was chosen by Lot according to the custom of the priesthood to enter the sanctuary of the Lord and burn incense. Here we go. At the hour of incense, the whole assembly of the people was praying outside. An angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was terrified and overcome with fear. Okay, let's stop here. So at the hour, at the hour of incense, Mm. what are the hours of incense, Chris? That is a great question that I have no idea how to answer. 6 a.m., 3 p.m., it always was signified, I'm sorry, 9 a.m., 3 p.m., 6 p.m., 9 a.m., 3 p.m., it was always signified with the blowing of a shofar horn by a priest who had another job on the niche or the niche of a te- of the temple. Mm. Okay, nine a.m., three p.m. Why are those times important? Why are those times important? That was the call of time to prayer, and the time mm. is signified. We're going to burn incense. We're going to pray to God. This is important times of your day. Nine yeah. a.m., three p.m. Is it any wonder? That Jesus was crucified at 9 a.m., hmm. and Jesus died and was taken down, no accident, 3 p.m. Wow. At the exact moments, the horn was blowing and the incense was burning. Wow. Okay? Pretty interesting insight there. Okay. So the whole assembly was praying. An angel yeah. of the Lord appeared to him, standing by the right of the altar of incense. Right is a picture always mm-hmm. of the... the um, an extension of the command. 
Mm-hmm. Right is always a pit. Like, so Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father because he's one with the Father. If mm-hmm. you would sit at the left, you'd be lower. Mm-hmm. Right is an extension. This is a representative. So this is an angel sent by God. And isn't mm-hmm. it interesting that God sends the man, Gabriel? Now, why is Gabriel important? Because every time Gabriel comes, it's always with good news. Always. Mm-hmm. That's his job. He's a good... So if you ever wake up in a dream, from a dream, mm-hmm. and Gabriel's at your bedside, he's got some good news. You're probably going to have a child. You may... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just looking at the track record here. He's got a good track record with that, yes. Uh, but 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 he, he didn't always do that, right. because he shows up in Daniel yes. chapter 8, Daniel chapter 9, and he tells the same... The same messenger tells Daniel, 490 years from now, a Messiah will come. Mm. So now we have, if we count 490 years from Daniel 9.21, we can take it down to the exact time that we have here. And now Mm. Daniel was coming to bookend his prediction for many years before, and he's going to say to uh, Zechariah a word. Now, here's what's interesting about this word. This is, and we'll leave and we'll finish with this, this is... The first time God speaks in 400 years prophetically to the people. Hmm. If you remember, there was no prophetic voice spoken to the nation of Israel since the time of Malachi, which was the last book written, many people believe, 400 B.C. Hmm. Okay, So 400 B.C. was the last prophetic word. But it goes even deeper than that, Chris, because... Not only was the Lord not speaking for 400 years, Mm -hmm. the presence of God was not with his people, you ready for this, for 700 years. Wow. And and a lot of people don't know this. The glory of the Lord departed from his temple 700 years before Mm -hmm. when uh, Ezekiel prophesies and says the glory of the Lord has left Mm -hmm. the temple. Now, now let 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 me partner that with something else you may not know. The Ark of the Covenant is not in the temple at the moment that Zechariah is offering incense. Right. And the reason I know that is back in Jeremiah, he predicts that the Ark of the Covenant will be stolen from Israel mm. in the Babylonian captivity and never return. Now, this is mm. hard for people to believe. I even had a PhD New Testament Greek professor push back on this because mm. he's like, I went through school and never heard this before. And I haven't heard it either until I started uncovering and learning and cross-referencing. It's in the Bible. You can go to Jeremiah and see it. But what he's saying is, so here's what happened. These people are going into a temple that Mm -hmm. isn't working properly, and they have to believe something ain't right. Right. It's not right. We're going in here. There's no Ark of the Covenant. There's no place to harbor. Yeah, Yeah, sacrifice. (laughs) So now God, so no Ark, no glory. No word, mm. and all of a sudden, God's about to break the silence, and he's going to tell Zechariah mm. that he's going to have a son, and his son's going to be the forerunner to the Messiah. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. You can receive more free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church by clicking the link in the show notes or visiting our website at replicate.org.